I just took the time to ask myself at age 30, what are the keys to joy? What are the keys to belonging? How can I really make this an essential part of my life? And then everything else followed through. Like when I began making that sort of daily commitment into practicing joy, into finding my tribe and building a dream community, I was able to build a nine-figure business. I was able to fall in love and find my man of my dreams and, and have a baby. I, I was able to, again, go on tour with Oprah, just like achieve all these dreams that I never, ever would have dreamed could be realized. And I, and I really believe that to be the case because I put making friends, building community and practicing joy as a must-have daily practice and a touchstone of my, of my life. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. When I think about the most important things in life, I immediately think family, friendship, health, and joy in no particular order. And probably one of the most elusive feelings that many of us are experiencing these days is joy. I know for me, even I get stuck in my crap more often than I would like because I have a tendency of doing the needful over making time for things that bring me a lot of joy, like dancing, listening to Aretha Franklin, hiking, beach walks, and definitely hanging out with my besties. Although I will say that I have felt so much more joy recently because of our sweet baby Kingston. Watching him laugh and smile and coo at us all day long is the best feeling in the world. Honestly, I am overwhelmed by his cuteness and giggles. I can't even stand it. Baby cuddles are literally pure joy and a boost of oxytocin, and I make sure to get plenty of those every single day. Now, in my quest for more joy in my life and to integrate more pleasure stacking, which I'm going to get into during this interview, I reached out to a dear friend and an amazing joy creator. And it's literally what she does. Her name's Radha Agrawal. This woman oozes pure joy because she makes it a priority every single day. Even Oprah acknowledged her infectious joy and energy and invited her and her entire daybreaker movement to join and kick off every stop at Oprah's last tour in early 2020. Now today, Rod and I are going to be talking about how to practice joy in a time of adversity and how to release your happy brain chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. But before Before I do, I want to quickly let you know that I'm bringing back my Friday solo episodes. I am finally ready, now that Kingston is five months old, to get back on the saddle and create epic episodes focused on providing you effective solutions to common issues that are related to your hormones. And as we know, hormones control everything inside of the body. And when we can get those dialed, we can really create vitality and energy and so much more. Now, before Baby Kingston made his grand entrance on December 10th, 2020, many of my Friday episodes were Q&A episodes based on questions that I heard from you, concerns that you had about health and wellness and how to dial 
everything in from prediabetes to chronic fatigue to thyroid issues and pretty much everything in between. Now, moving forward, I plan to create short research-driven topics on how to address specific issues that come up for us as women. My goal is to give you action-driven solutions that you can begin to implement immediately so that you can start experiencing wins in your health journey because I understand how important that is, especially if you have felt stuck in your health journey. What I have learned over the years is that instant wins gives us the confidence and hope that we can really heal our bodies, something that I wholeheartedly believe in every soul in my body because I have experienced it and I have seen it through so many women that I've helped. It's all about taking that first step to regaining your energy, your alertness, your focus, your metabolic function, and joy. Well, speaking of joy, I can't wait to dive into this amazing conversation with Radha. Let me sing Radha's praises first before we dive into this conversation. Radha is the co-founder, CEO of Daybreaker and co-founder of Thinks. She is the author of Belong, Find Your People, Create Community, and Live a Life More Connected. She is a community force. She's an award-winning social entrepreneur, advisor, and investor. And she started two different global movements, including Daybreaker and the early morning dance community of over a half a million members in 30 cities around the world. She is the best-selling author of the book Belonged, Find Your People, Create Your Community, and Live a More Connected Life, and literally just went on a nine-stadium tour with Oprah in 2020 with over 130,000 attendees. MTV named her one of the eight women that will change the world, and although she is doing big things in the world, her most coveted role is mother to her 20-month-old beautiful daughter, Sule, who I love. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Let's welcome Radha onto the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Radha, girl, how are you doing today? I'm so good. It's so good to be here, beautiful. Yes. Oh, and we're talking about how to enhance joy in our life. And goodness knows, I feel like, you know, when we're recording this, it is the end of March. It is officially a little over a year that we've been in this pandemic. You live in New York City and girl, you did not abandon New York City, you know, and I just want to take a moment to shout you out because I don't have, I have very few friends that end up staying and for good reason. I understand why they, why they felt the need to leave. But you, of all people I've ever met in my life, you exude, you ooze, you you amplify joy. And so I'm really excited to talk about how to amplify that. You've done that for Oprah on a multi-tour that you were together with her on right before the pandemic hit. And you have done that in Daybreaker with your incredible parties that are global around the world. And now you are doing it with this beautiful new experience, this membership called Dose, where we're going to be boosting our neurotransmitters. So tell me, all of that, like you live this, you live it every day. What was the impetus for you to bring this into the world? You know, I think first of all, thank you for having me and I'm blushing. I love you. And, you know, I think for me, it was really just a realization 12 years ago. I was, I was turning 30 and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, 
I don't belong. I have been sleepwalking through my 20s. I've been radiating insecure energy and attracting all the wrong kind of friendships for this decade of my life. And I just wanted to come home to myself. And I think joy is such a beautiful return to self. Joy is where we start. You just had a baby. And you just see it just joy just oozes from 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 the moment we're out of our womb. And yes, we have moments where we cry, but but those cries are just really kind of a joyous recognition that we are alive. And I, and I just think that some, sometimes along the way we lose ourselves. And for me, you know, at 30, I kind of I'd lost myself. And and then I sort of said to myself, OK, this is the beginning of my path to returning back to joy, returning back to myself, returning home to the deepest sense of belonging, you know, belongingness in me and, and then in the humans I surround myself with. And then all of life's sort of juice will open from there. And so really for me, it was coming from a place of, yeah, of struggle. And uh, I say struggle, but but it's, it's a, a, a time where, you know, in our 20s, we don't really know who we are and we're still so you know, we absolutely don't know who we are in our twenties. It is a hot mess <laughs> often for many of us. Exactly. And so, and so, you know, my thirties was very much a time to really reprioritize. I think that we're taught in society to prioritize our careers, prioritize romance, prioritize making babies, like all these things that are so pressure cookered in, in our lives, you know? And, and when I reprioritize and I put humans, community, belonging first and joy sort of lives in the category of belonging, right? If you, you can't belong, if you can't find joy and you can't find joy if you don't belong, right? And so this is a beautiful ecosystem inside of both belonging and joy that I began to prioritize all of a sudden. So I started this whole entire joy practice for myself starting age 30. And I basically identified sort of the eight virtues, eight keys to happiness, eight keys to joy. And from there, you know, kind of, I began really practicing that, practicing joy. It is a daily investment. It's like brushing your teeth. If you don't take the time every day to practice joy. And that, again, these eight keys include everything from finding your flow state to meaningful relationships and community to understanding your physical needs, how much sleep that you need, your spiritual needs, like sort of your curiosity to higher consciousness, your character needs, like how can you improve your character, your courage, like so many aspects of, of our lives that we look and compartmentalize in different areas. And, and sort of, I just took the time to ask myself at age 30, what are the keys to joy? What are the keys to belonging? How can I really make this an essential part of my life? And then everything else followed through. Like when I began making that sort of daily commitment into practicing joy, into finding my tribe and building a dream community, I was able to build a nine figure business. I was able to fall in love and find my man of my dreams and, and have a baby. I, I was able to, again, go on tour with Oprah, just like achieve all these dreams that I never ever would have dreamed could be realized. And I, and I really believe that to be the case because I put making friends, building community and practicing joy as a must have daily practice and a touchstone of my, of my life. Mm, I love that so much. I love these beautiful non-negotiables and I love this journey that you've been on. And I love that there are eight tenets that really bring it all together. Talk to me about how Daybreaker is involved in that, like how, how it's connected to these eight pillars of really facilitating joy in our life. Absolutely. So Daybreaker, first of all, our, our core values of Daybreaker 
from the moment we launched seven years ago. So for those who've never heard of Daybreaker. Yes, let's talk about what Daybreaker is. Daybreaker <laughs> is a global dance community. We're a morning sober dance community. So imagine waking up at sunrise before going to work on a Wednesday morning, for example, and going to the top of the World Trade Center and dancing with a thousand other people before going to work with completely dressed up with glitter on your face, with the most joyful kind of courageous humans who wake up out of bed, who who trudge all the way into the subways in the dark of night to watch the sunrise at the top of the World Trade Center, to dance with a thousand other joy seekers and dance the morning away with just wild performances, installations with dueling saxophonists, aerialists, fire spinners, you name it, all before going to work on a weekday. And when we launched Daybreaker as an, as an experiment, as an art project, really seven years ago, I never would have expected it to become the movement that it is today. We're 500,000 community members deep in 20 cities around the world. And I really, and we grew with $0 spent on marketing or advertising. It was all what I call whisper sharing. It was all just by creating an environment where we really focused on the eight keys to joy and we focused on your four happy neurochemicals. We reverse engineered our experiences so that you experienced these eight keys of joy inside the event and you released your four happy neurochemicals, your dopamine, your oxytocin, your serotonin, and your endorphins. Now imagine if every single person designed their events, their dinner parties, their team meetings or gatherings through the lens of reverse engineering your happy neurochemicals, what that would look like. It's a completely different way to think about experience design, right? Then how many RSVPs can I get? Oh my God, I'm desperate. I need to have as many butts and seats. I need to sell as many tickets as possible. Oh God, oh God, you know? Let's create an environment and, and, a, and a movement slowly but surely, just like you've done, Marisa, you know, on your podcast and, and just in all the work that you're doing. And do it thoughtfully, intentionally. Let's understand how our brain works as human beings. Let's understand what inspires the happy neurochemical dopamine to release. We, dopamine is released by listening to music, by 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 getting checking things off your list. So like by dancing, by setting your alarm off and getting up to go somewhere in the morning. Like that's all dopamine rush, you know? The oxytocin you get from feeling a sense of connection, intimacy, play, just a sense of community that of course you feel on, a, on the dance floor when you move together in unison, the serotonin you get from feeling a sense of gratitude, a sense of play and awe. You get that also from being in the light in the morning. So the reason why we don't get that at night, we have to hop ourselves up on all kinds of new designer drugs to feel that serotonin rush is because we don't have the natural serotonin from the sun, from our gut really activated in the night. And then, and then endorphins you get from just awe and moving your body, the runner's high from dancing, from sweating. And so imagine if you can create an experience through that lens. And then when people come, they're like, oh my gosh, I have, I don't know why I feel so joyous because we've really thought about each and every neurochemical, not just one. So that's really sort of some of the secret sauce to why Daybreaker became the movement that it became. Mm, and I bet that's the reason why Oprah wanted you guys to kick off her tour. Every single place that she went was to inspire that feeling, inspire that energy and inspire those good feeling neurochemicals to be firing off before she went on stage to do her thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it, but we got a phone call from Oprah's team and they said, hey, we want you to open every stop of Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour, a stadium tour 
it was 180,000 people across nine cities. They were all sold out stadiums. And it was just, I, I was like, oh my gosh, like usually I'm the producer or a speaker sort of like, you know, speaking on stage, but to, but to be sort of asked to be the MC and, and with my team, with my co-MC and my day team behind this, it was just one of the coolest, just coolest experiences of my life. So essentially we, we had 25 minutes on stage before she came on to basically bring the audience to their feet. I opened their chakras. I, I had them open their seven energy centers. So imagine 15,000 people moving their bodies, opening up their seven energy centers up and down their, their, their spine. Right. And and just seeing the entire stadium crying, breathing, exalting, laughing, and dancing. And, and then we threw this giant dance party um, right after the seven chakra openings. And it was just such a wild experience to support 15,000 people and in, in just, you know, I guess, opening up to their 2020 vision and beyond. Little did we know that COVID would happen, right? But in that moment, in that time, in that, in that stadium, it just was like, it was this joy bubble that I'll never forget uh, as long as I live. And I remember coming off the stage every time and Oprah would grab me by the hand and she would just, every stop, she'd take the time before she went on stage to grab me by the hand to say, thank you so much, Rada. Thank you so much, Daybreaker. Thank you so much for what you did to open up the stage. She just took the time to be gracious. She wasn't stressed out all over the place to go on stage. She just was gracious came just thanked us for, for bringing so much energy, cracked a joke, you know, or two, whatever. And then she just glided on stage and did her thing. And, and then to watch her backstage over the nine weeks and, and four months together and her leadership and how her team has been with me, why that is, because she leads with so much grace and, and such a sense of trust in her team members. And I just, it was an experience. All and, and Soleil, my daughter was the mascot. She was the only baby on the whole tour. She was just one at the time we went on tour. No, not even. She was 11 and a half months when we started the first stop of the tour. Not even one yet. How incredible is that? Not even one. January 4th was the first stop and her birthday is January 12th. So it was just shy of her first birthday, a week before her first birthday. And Oprah would just take her and hold her and walk around with her. And the whole time I was like, please don't cry, please don't cry. And a couple of occasions she did. And I was like, be cool, but it's fine. But it was just amazing to, to just, to just feel like a family, you know, we became such family with the crew, with, with Oprah, her team. I mean, all the amazing acts, all the amazing speakers that were there, that were there as well. And, you know, Michelle Obama, Lady Gaga, it was just, it was, J-Lo. J-Lo. Yeah, it was, it was wild. And um, yeah, and everyone was so kind and everyone was so, so cool and personable and so willing to, to just chat and get curious about what we were doing. And it was just really, really cool. I love that. Well, I want to speak into you being a mama and the joy of that really quickly as well. And to be on this tour with this beautiful baby girl of yours and like just navigating motherhood, especially first year, first time is its own journey, right? And then navigating motherhood with an incredible opportunity to bring about this movement that you've created, this community of, of just high energy, love, joy, everything, and to bring it on stage at that capacity. Talk to me about juggling that with the, with the ease and grace that you created? Well, let me tell you, girl, it ain't all ease and grace, <laughs> but you know, I just think it's just so important to, first of all, 
laugh at how ridiculous all of this is, you know, just like, you know, the idea that first of all, how grateful I am at 42 and at 40 years old, my body to be able to have a baby. Right. So to juggle for me is actually a gift, you know, and I really see it as that. And so in those moments where I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling like, you know, wow, I'm overwhelmed with all the responsibilities of juggling, being a mom and being, and being a professional, I'm constantly reminding myself what a gift it is to be able to have a baby, knowing how hard it is across the world to just conceive full stop. And so I just, I'm always reminding myself that what a gift it is to be a mom in the first place, what a gift it is to be on this wild journey of mamahood with so many other women before me who, who did it with no help. I have support. I have friends. I have a nanny. I have, I have all of that. But during COVID, we had nobody. It was just me, Eli and Soleil. And that was that really tested our relationship, that really pushed our relationship to the ends of our ropes. Like I think it did for most parents with young children. And, and I think, it, you know, we learned how to, we just, I think as humans, we were so adaptable. I think all of us just adapted, we figured it out and we learned how to communicate our needs. We learned how to figure out our schedule for, you know, when to do what. And I just think that, you know, every mother listening who's also professional is a courageous mofo. <laughs> and I just think it's, yeah, to keep supporting each other and, and recognizing just how cool it is to have both. Well, I was, I, you know, I just want to just take a moment and celebrate you. I, there are times where it, it does feel, you know, Kingston's now three and a half months going on four months right now. And I channel into you all the time of like my inspiration, like what would Rada do right now? You know, and, and, you know, and you open the door for possibility. You open the door for what, what it can look like. And that's anytime I'm in that space where I'm feeling a little stuck or I'm feeling like, oh, I don't, you know, this, it, it's feeling a little hard. I just, I'm like, hey, what would Rada do? And the, you know, what I love so much, I'm so inspired that not only have you created this beautiful movement of community and, and helping to support people's resilience at such a multitude of levels, and we need that resilience more than ever, but also in the time of taking care of this little baby during a pandemic, you launched this incredible new endeavor, The Dose, and, and how to inspire joy with everybody else as you are, you know, probably working through your days, working through your now navigating motherhood and navigating a crazy pandemic all at the same time in a city that t- took the biggest hit. And so I just wanted to just take a moment and celebrate you because you have you have come out on top. You have shown us how we can show up even during times of pretty, pretty serious adversity. Well, thank you. I, I think this is why for me now, my big raison d'etre, my, my reason for living now is to really support others in their joy practice. And I think that's that's what dose is. Dose is your happy neurochemicals. If you can believe it spells out your, you know, spells out dose. You know, so instead of dosing yourself, you know, on some new designer drug, we can actually learn how to dose ourselves in our own natural supply. And to be able to teach people how superpowered they are, how courageous they are. They don't, you know, that they, they can lean in to learn their own brain neurochemistry instead of, you know, sort of like quickly going to meds, going to... Yeah, I was going to say even medications. How many of us are, I, I know the increase in anti-anxiety meds and, and anti-depression medications have skyrocketed in the last year because of this pandemic. 
That's right. And, and that's why, you know, it's like to remember how naturally superpowered our brains are and how we can actually learn through the eight keys of joy, right? The eight virtues of happiness, how to really unlock them using brain body movement practices in community. So, so that's, that's why I started Dose. It's a, it's a community, it's a club, it's a membership essentially where our, and we're over a thousand members now, two months in, and it's really, Thank you. It's, it's, you know, we're just getting started and we're kind of in a beta launch right now. Um, so everyone listening right now, we have, you know, it's like, it's just, you're, you're the, some of the first ones to hear about it, but we really, you know, what I want to do is create a space for community to gather, to be able to practice joy together. And what we did was we partnered with the Greater Good Science Center out of Berkeley, California, this number one behavioral science lab, um, science and happiness um, in the country. And Dr. Dacher Keltner is the founder as our partner on this project. And we basically engineered this happiness blueprint, this quiz that you can take. And based on your quiz results, we would basically map your, we would say, this is your happiness quotient on a scale of one, you know, zero to 100. And based on your answers, we're going to share what neurochemicals in your brain are deficient, where you need more support in. And then we're going to share with you practices, potent joy practice that you can do to increase your happy neurochemicals. And so it's a totally holistic program supported by community. And the whole idea, again, is to just learn how to open up each neurochemical through, again, movement practices like dance, like, like meditation, like breath work, like yoga, like Qigong practices, like nature walks, like visualization practices. Like we have a whole lecture series. We have synth sound baths. We have all kinds of different programming, over a hundred joy practices that we've filmed over the last year to be able to essentially support our members in the ways that they enjoy most. Like not everybody wants to do yoga. Not everybody wants to do one thing. And we wanted to create a sort of a platform that essentially brought all of the most potent joy practices in one place to be able to make it really easy to practice it every day because it isn't a daily investment like brushing your teeth. You know, it really isn't. And then if you can do it where it's not like, you know, like riding a major bicycle and you're sprinting for like a, you know, 45 minutes and you don't want to touch the bike for another month because your body hurts so much. If you want to create something that was like something you can do every day and look forward to it, something that you could do in, with community that you knew was gentle movements that really made you feel good, that didn't spike your cortisol. And yeah, new studies have come out recently, actually just two days ago, New York Times came out with a study how high intensity and interval training, HIIT training is actually bad for you. <laughs> it actually can be bad for your heart. Yeah, it can be bad for life longevity. There's so many things that HIIT training could be bad for, yet we're being pumped with all this information by press and media to be doing these crazy high intensity workouts and like, you know, go to muscle failure and like, you know, no pain, no gain, you know, like all that stuff. But it's, it actually makes us more stressed, eat more, when we stress, we eat more. When we eat more, we sleep poorly, more poorly. And, and like we have more wrinkles on our face. It's just like every aspect of life, when we're working out too much, it actually ends up stressing our bodies more. Mm. Especially the women on this podcast, like listening right now, I've told my story about how my Orange Theory classes or my over strenuous HIIT trainings drove me deeper into my autoimmune condition, just completely obliterated my thyroid function. And I would just come home from these workouts and I was done. That was the rest of my day. And so I girl, I, I can speak from experience that you overwork out, you, you stress the, the body. And if you had nothing to give to begin with, it's over. 
And it's just so wild because it's a, you know, it's a $180 billion industry that, you know, now the fitness industry is a giant machine. They need to get people in the door. They need to talk about HIIT training being good for you. They need to talk. So all these studies that are being done by fitness companies are the ones that are coming out with these studies that, that these workouts are good for you. When in fact, outside third-party researchers show that they're in fact not good for you. And so I'm so glad that you talk about that through your lens as well, because we're on the same train, sister, you know? And more of us I can talk about it. There's a reason why Japan sits number one on the list of life longevity. America sits at number 44 on the list of life longevity. We are in the middle of the pack, but with all of our technology, all of our advancement, we should be way at the top because we binge everything we binge our our meds. We binge our fitness. We binge our our Netflix. <laughs> we binge we binge everything. Our life is just cut short, you know. And and Japan, there's a saying. I'm half Japanese, and there's a saying that's that's it's harahachibume, which means just eighty percent. Get to eighty percent. So when you eat food, just get to eighty percent full. Don't get to 100% full, get to 80% full. And that's how they live their life. They don't have gym culture in Japan. There is no binge culture in Japan, except for maybe binge, binge on technology. And that's very recent, you know, just in the last you know, 30 years, but, but very, very much so Japan's is number one because of that, because we, you know, there's a, there's a real interest in, in just moderation. And that's what practicing joy is. It's finding movement practices moder- in moderation that aren't going to crush your body, but that's going to invite just something that you want to do every single day because it feels good. I love that. One one of the things that I discovered a couple years back, and probably myself in my twenties, I had no idea what I loved. I didn't. I didn't even know what I what what was joyful to me. And I've asked my my audience and my community over the years, like, do you know the things that bring you joy? Like, do you have a joy list? Do you? And and what I've learned, especially for women, because it's mostly an all women's community, is that we don't. No one's asked themselves that. And and it's no wonder we're struggling with with an increase in dopamine and serotonin, those norepinephrine, even oxytocin, right? We're not experiencing a lot of that because we are not plugging into what, what fires up the brain to bring in joy. And I love that you know, you're having that moment in 30 years old where you're just like, I, I've got to see the, my life through a different lens and really bring in joy as a non-negotiable. You're absolutely right. The daily activity of bringing joy into our life, as important as it is to have that cup of coffee, as important as it is to brush your teeth and wash your face, you know, like that's how it's all about that consistency and finding again, find if it's about joy, it's about finding what you love because we want to do the things we love to do, but about being consistent. So in dose are some of the activities like 10 minutes or 20 minutes, or talk to me a little bit about, is there times where we should do some activities? Like, should we always start our morning with a little something, something, and maybe end our day with a little something, something? Talk to me about what you've seen in the community so far. That's right. So, so we have 11 minute, we call them micro doses, which is fun to wink to, you know, that whole world, but we have 11 minute micro doses, you know, and we have daily drops. So every day we drop new content. So we call it the daily drop. So every single day you'll get something new starting at 7 a.m. in your inbox. And you go on the platform and you download it. And, and basically you, you watch it on, the, on, our, on our platform. And there's 11-minute micro doses, there's 22-minute doses, and then there's 33-minute heroic doses. So really it's between 11 minutes and 33 minutes. That's your only time commitment. Doable. Totally doable. 
You can stack them if you do. You can do an 11 minute meditation, flute meditation, or a synth sound bath, you know, or a 11 minute guided, you know, breath work class, followed by maybe an 11 or 22 minute yoga practice. You know, then you can maybe do a dance class or a dose practice. We basically we developed also our own method called dose. And, and over the last 12 years, since, since I started my joint practice, I've basically been pulling and studying and traveling all over the world to see what are the most potent joint practices that exist on the planet. And I've now put them into this 33 minute method that I call your dose method. It's your functional happiness method. Right. And, and the dose method combines everything from it's, it's, our equipment is a blindfold for the dose method. And you know, we'll ask you to come with a blindfold. So, it's a, so there's the going in aspect of the journey. And then there's a the going out to courageously practice how to be joyful out in the world. Step one is let's go inward. Let's invite joy into our own black space inside of us, you know, the dark space inside of us. And then we're going to take off the eye mask and then we're going to go out. And these practices I've, I've been working on for, again, 12 years in, in, in my own practice. And I just wanted to create one potent practice of breath work, visualization, blindfold exercise, dance, uh, again, visualization, intention setting, all of that all in one place. That it, again, it's not, we call it glistening, not sweating. Like you're not going to sweat. Girl, I only glisten. You know, that's what I <laughs> It's like sweating is so 1.0, just, but like glistening when you're not like, ah, uh, like pers- red face and perspiring, but you're just you just have this beautiful glisten on your whole body and you know your body's happy and thriving and filling up with natural happy hormones. That's literally the whole point of a joy practice and the dose method. And so you can la- you can kind of layer them all together between 11 minutes and 33 minutes and just check out all the different, we have, we have, we're launching this month a forest bathing series. Yes, because that's what I've learned from, from the Japanese culture is forest bathing. Probably one of the, when I was leaving HIT training and I needed... I needed a dose of, you know, stress and nature. We were living in Oakland, California, and we were in, we 20 minutes away, a drive from the Redwoods. And four times a week, Alex and I would do these, this beautiful Redwood hikes. And it literally restored me. Like I went from just completely fried um, to 100% restored. And it was after reading this, um, these amazing research articles on forest bathing, bathing in Japan. That's right. I'm about to get a certification this fall in forest bathing because I want to really bring that to America and really bring and make it a mainstream thing. But there's something in forests called phytoncides. And these are the things that imagine like trees breathe like we do. So trees basically exhale in quotes phytoncides, which are these cancer fighting sort of properties in that, that they kind of mist in the air. So that when you actually go for walks, not only are you feeling the calmness of the kind of the varied ecosystem, the diverse ecosystem and being in nature, hearing the birds chirping, the scent, but the scent, smelling the fight insides is actually incredible for cancer fighting, for stress release, for just so many antioxidant agents for your, for your, for your body. And so, so I, I just did a bunch in Central Park where I filmed a series in Central Park. And then I, I'm going to take you through four different forest bathing classes where it's like, meet me at a park and then just throw my earbuds in. And for 11 minutes, I'm just going to give you a little walking meditation through the woods and then take your earbuds off, tuck your phone in your pocket, and then just enjoy nature without me. You know, so the whole idea with the joy practice is to help you kickstart your practice every morning or and every evening, if you want to do twice a day or just once a day or even three times a week. 
But then the whole idea is what are you doing off the mat, right? How are you actually then practicing IRL, you know, when you're not on the screen with me? What are the things that you can do? So these are the types of things that we're, that we really sort of educate and share with our community members on areas of sleep, areas of light, areas of, of music and sound in your space, relationships, all the things, all the things that we um, need to be thinking about in a, in a, in a kind of an enjoy practice, which are part of the to happiness. Oh, girl, sign me up. Si- I mean, sign me up a long time ago, but sign me up for I was like, are we going to talk about forest bathing? I hope we're going to talk about forest bathing. But the other thing that I really kind of, I just immediately thought of, especially with the 10, the, the 11, the 22, the 33 is literally joy stacking or pleasure stacking. Like that's what that is. You know what I'm saying? It's just finding your little thing, your little 11 here, your little 11 there. That way you get a little something, something, you know, that, that really just lights you up and maybe have some joy stacks for the morning and some joy stacks for the evening. That just, oh, that makes me feel so good. It's coming up. Like I'm actually like looking for some really great comedians right now because laughter is such a, a wonderful practice. So wouldn't it be cool if we had a series of just comedy classes you're just watching and the whole goal is for you to just laugh your ass off, you know, and, and laughter creates serotonin. Laughter is so great for your energy. Laughter is so, and we just don't laugh enough in COVID times. So imagine if we just, you just came on and like, I just want to laugh right now. You can do an 11 minute, you know, sign up comedy on whatever it is, you know, and, and you can just get your, your laughter medicine for the day. And so we're really kind of thinking outside the box beyond just what you can do on the mat, but what are what's a lecture series? Like Marissa, you're going to come on, Rita, and do a series. I'm excited to have you on to teach and share, not only as a member but also as a teacher on you know the 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 joys of understanding your hormones, your joys of understanding your your body. And I'd love you to share about what you experience with Orange Theory and all of that and how important it is to understand your levels. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so honored to get to come on and just connect the dots between creating joy and just, just really honing in on hormone balance and what that can mean for our bodies, what that can mean for, and then how, I mean, think about, it, especially with women, because you know, I'll be loving the ladies, is that when we are in that state of joy, when we are in that state where our body is humming, everything's working, how much we can give back into the world, how much we can amplify that joy to our family, to our community. Like that's that's the power that I'm so excited to talk about in the class series that I'm going to do for you guys is, is what does that look like amplified, you know, into the people that we connect with every day? Because I do believe that women are what changes world through the community that cre- we create. Yes. As soon as we stop competing with each other, right? The more we realize that when women are together, the reason why men separated us because they knew that if women were too connected and too supportive of each other that we would just instantly take over the entire, you know, sort of sex species, you know, like in terms of um, who would be leading, leading the planet. And I just think that this is a time for us to really hold hands as a, a community of sisters. And we do that by practicing joy. We do that by showing up for each other and the way your community shows up for you on this, on this podcast and, and your work is, is really, really exciting for me as a community architect, someone who does this every day, to sort of know and experience the loyalty of your community is, is really magical to witness. So good on everyone listening. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So Radha Honey, one, Daybreaker is is going down, you know, and you have these beautiful epic events and you really pivoted for the pandemic. So I want to make sure that we can cue in to Daybreaker. But also I know that Dose right now is in beta. 
how can we plug into that? Because I know there are women listening right now. I know you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want a pleasure stack. I want a joy stack. I want that dose of dose. Like I want to boost my oxytocin, my dopamine, my serotonin. And I want to do it in a way that feels good. And that is completely natural. That is, you know, literally it, it's it's functional. It's, we're talking about functional medicine. It's what we're talking about here. And this is this is how we can do it. Functional happiness. We're actually coining and creating a whole entire new modality called functional happiness. Yes, functional happiness. Yeah, girl, I want to use the term that we're that that's what I'm talking about. And so how do we plug in? So so basically you can become a member if you go to dose.daybreaker.com. And actually we have a code for you as well so that members can get the first month on us. So we, I can share that with you and and you can share that with your community as well. But but otherwise, dose.daybreaker.com. And if you sign up for the annual, you get two months on us as well. And it's just a wonderful community. And right now, because we're only a thousand members, it's such an intimate, awesome community that everyone knows each other. Everyone's connecting with each other in our of our in our closed Facebook group. And we do these monthly dance parties now, uh, Daybreaker Live dance parties. And all of our members come on and, and they just dance with each other and see each other. It's just a wonderful explosion of love and um and i've just been so delighted by witnessing all the friendships that are being made on the platform beyond just the individuals practicing joy but how intergenerational interglobal the community is and how uh, friendships are being fostered right now it's very very cool Mm, I love that. So I am going to have the link for for Dose for Daybreaker as well. We'll have the little code so you guys and I'll grab the code from Rada. It'll be in it'll be in there as well. It'll be in the show notes. I'll make sure to have it inside of you know everywhere we've got it on the website, all over the place. We'll be sharing it on Instagram as well. And I just want to say, Rada, honey, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you've got a lot of epic things going on right now to come on and share this beautiful functional happiness project with us. It is powerful. And I'm just so grateful to be able to share this with the world and my community and also really honored to hopefully get to be a, a part of this beautiful movement you're creating. Oh yeah, no, it's on. It's on. And and also if anyone wants to dance, you can sign up for invitations. Yeah. At Daybreaker, that's at daybreaker.com. Um, and then we send, we haven't done any marketing. It's all word of mouth. So everyone here knows now, but you can sign up for our secret email invitations and then we'll start sending them to you in the next couple of weeks or so. Our first event in New York is May 12th. Um, so our New York friends meet us there. Otherwise, Miami's launching next. And then quickly we're rolling out San Francisco, LA, and all of our big cities around the world. So stay tuned for our live events coming back in the real world. And we're just so excited for that too. Oh, I'm so excited for you, honey. Yes. So I'm. we will have this out before May so that you everyone can plug in to the big May 12th event. It's happening in New York, but it's happening all over the world because it's happening online as well. We'll be there. Alex and I will be there and baby Kingston will be there as well. So we can't wait. Ah, I love you. Love you too, honey. I don't know about you, but I always feel inspired and ready to cultivate more joy into my life when I talk with Rada. She just oozes it. She inspires it. I mean, and here's the thing is she is a community creator. So you can just feel wanting to get pulled into the community that she's created, especially a community that is literally built on cultivating more joy in our lives. Now, maybe you're thinking of ways to pleasure stack your day or even your weekend. I know that I'm always looking for ways to just 
increase the joy by doing a lot of the things that I love back to back. That's pleasure stacking for me. Now, if you are really ready to crank up the joy and boost up those happy neurotransmitters, especially oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, but for me and most ladies, oxytocin is the ticket to really helping to create some amazing hormone balance. Then I highly recommend taking Rada up on her sexy offer to get access, to get literally free access to Dose for two weeks and then get 50% off the first month with the code Dr. Marisa. Now I will have the link to dose.daybreaker.com in the show notes for this episode along with my promo code Dr. Marisa. And I want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, which is going down this Friday, again, we are back to two episodes a week. That is my commitment, and I am going to make it happen. I am coming back on to share my top five ways to boost your metabolism. And we're talking about easy ways to get your metabolism up and humming. I can't wait for this new episode. It's one I've been waiting to release. And I know that you're going to walk away with some major takeaways and how to get started literally that day. I will see you on Friday. And until then, have an amazing week.